Well, here we are again. Um, I decided to record a podcast to avoid doing things that I probably shouldn't be doing. I had the very strong urge to just get totally wasted tonight. But instead of doing that, I got a peach black boba tea and I'm recording this podcast, which is worse. Being totally drunk and not knowing what's going on or recording a podcast, you know, who knows? Um, (laughs) Are podcasts just as harmful as substance abuse? Probably. They're self-indulgent. Um, sometimes nobody even listens. I think some people listen to this podcast. I don't know why I keep, like, talking about that. <laughs> like, nobody listens to my podcast. Enough people do listen to it. But then also, not enough people listen to it. Um, but also, also, I don't want to get it to the point where so many people listen to it that I feel pressured to keep putting up regular episodes, which I'm not doing right now because quite frankly, I don't have the emotional bandwidth to be doing that. And I'm busy and it's just like hard. (laughs) I don't have a team over here helping me out. It's just me, me, myself, and I, um, as usual. So if, but if it were bigger, I could probably hire somebody to help me edit it. So, you know, this is not what I wanted to talk about, but uh, what I do want to talk about is just like, I don't know, things are not going well for me right now. (laughs) And I mean, when I say me, I mean that um, I'm having just like really difficult uh, family issue type stuff going on. My mom um, isn't doing very well right now, and I don't want to say too much, but... It's just an extremely stressful situation where I have no idea how long she's going to be here. Um, I have no idea, you know, what her prognosis is, anything like that. Um, It's very strange because, you know... (laughs) I, I'm still pretty young, <laughs> uh, not to brag. I, yeah, I did have a birthday. Um, Aquarius season has closed. Um, I turned, oh, fine, I turned 35, which is fine. That's still pretty young in the grand scheme of things. And I honestly didn't think that I would be having to deal with one of my parents becoming very ill until much later in life. Like, I think, I don't, this was just, like, really unexpected, honestly. Um, I thought maybe, like, in 10 years, this would be something I would have to deal with, but it's here now, and there's nothing I can do about it. Um, my mom is a very stubborn woman. She's a Scorpio, and (laughs) she's just, like, very inflexible about things. You know, everything is her way or no way. Um, and she can be a little, uh, 
I'm not like, I, people are going to think I'm like such a hater. I'm like talking shit about my sick mom, but like, I don't know. I just want to be honest, like, because I think parental relationships are really complicated and I hate how, you know, people in the um, toxic positivity contingent think that, oh, you know, it's your parent. You should always love them and respect them no matter what. I mean, yeah, I don't know what kind of parents you had, but mine were not all, you know, picnics and rainbows and puppies and all that shit. Um, both of them were like, I don't know. I mean, first of all, they never should have been married. Tony and Valerie, I mean, easily the worst, most toxic relationship of the 20th century. I mean, <laughs> these people should not have been together. Quite frankly. I mean, they did they were together. They had me. Great achievement, honestly, but should they have stayed together after that? I don't think so, you know? I don't. Um I always wanted them to get divorced. <laughs> I really did. Like when I was a kid, like they I mean the yelling, the disrespect, uh you know, so much disrespect. My father just like you know, calling my mom names, calling her a bitch, saying she's fat, blah, blah, blah. And she wasn't. I mean, he was just like a total like straight up abuser. I don't know if he listens to this. I don't really give a fuck. Um, he's never going to take responsibility for anything he ever did to her. And I've accepted that. And I have no desire to speak to him ever again in my lifetime. And I've made my peace with that as well. Um... But, you know, I feel like this happens often where there's, you know, people who, I don't know, they they get together, somebody ends up accidentally pregnant, which is what happened in this situation. I'm not even sure how long my parents were dating before my mom was pregnant with me. I think it was like less than six months, which is <laughs> so insane to me so insane to me but this is also a different era right like this is an era where if you got pregnant like you're expected to marry the guy like no matter what and you have to like make it right or you know like make <laughs> when they say that they mean like yeah make it look acceptable to society and i think that's dangerous and harmful and it's caused so many problems in uh gen x and also the millennials. I'm a millennial, but, you know, I think it goes back way further also where it's like, oh yeah, just, you know, get married because you're pregnant and stay together for the kids. Staying together for the kids is like the dumbest fucking thing in the world. Like if, if you <laughs> are not in a functioning, healthy, respectful, reciprocal, mutually affectionate relationship, you have problems. And it's taken me, obviously, like, many years to understand, like, what a relationship should look like. And <laughs> that I don't need to be with a guy who is like my father, but I have been with guys who are like my father because, you know, I was used to that. I was acclimated to that type of behavior. Now it disgusts me, obviously. You know, but I feel like I had to go through that gauntlet to come out on the other side and see the difference, you know. But yeah, my mom, my mom and dad, like, 
so she got pregnant with me um, <laughs> when she was younger than I am now. She had me when she was 34. So yeah, she she was pregnant with me when she was 33. Yeah, is that right? I'm trying to think. So yeah, there's nine months and a, technically 10 months of the human gestational cycle. So 10 months back from um, January 1987 would be April 1986. And she would have turned 34 in October. Oh my God. So she, <laughs> she was pregnant with me when she was 33. That is so weird um, to even think about that. Uh, <laughs> so strange. I don't know. I, I see my mom and I like think she's like permanently like so old, but she's not. Like she's she's 69 right now, which isn't old either. But um, yeah, it's strange to me that she had me at an age that I'm already older than. Um, yeah. So, you know, they <laughs> they get married. They they baptize me on the same day they get married. Like I don't know if there's like some sort of like deal they got at the church. I don't even know how that works. Like do you have to pay the Catholic Church to get married there? I don't know. Honestly, I think both of my parents their problems started with the fact that they both attended Catholic school. You know, that's just like the kiss of death on uh, the baby boomer generation. Like, if they went to Catholic school, they have problems, you know, because I think, like, you know, the nuns used to, like, beat and hit the kids, like, for any minor infraction. I mean, I, I really think that's why my father is so, like, fucked up, because he was, like, beaten by nuns and stuff. And I've tried to, like, have compassion and think, like, well, what could have happened to my parents to make them so unwell? <laughs> And quite frankly, you know, in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, like, things were not uh, good. Like, people were, like, really unhealthy mentally and emotionally. And it was, you know, you're supposed to be stoic and, you know, not outwardly complain about anything. You're supposed to project an image that things are perfect. Um, you know, obviously, like, smoking and drinking was way bigger than than it even is now, right? I mean, I'm just thinking about, like, I mean, the most accurate depiction of that era is Mad Men. You know, looking back on that show, um, which is still very well done in retrospect, everybody's drunk all the time, right? Like, how is that even, <laughs> like, a functional society? And the fact that I, like, had the urge to, like, get drunk tonight to cope with the possible impending uh, doom of my mother. Um, yeah, it shows there's a problem. And what that problem is, is that my mother was impregnated by an alcoholic. <laughs> and she married him. And you know what? Good for her. Um, so glad that she got married. See, that's the thing. That's another thing that I'm having trouble with, is that I feel like nothing I've ever done in my life has ever impressed my mom and she's never like cared really because oh, this is gonna sound so awful but you know what it I think I need to like reflect on these feelings I'm having and and part of the conflict I've had with my mother and I just like figured this out in the last few years 
is that I believe that she has been jealous of me for a very long time. <sighs> yeah. And her behaviors in the past uh, show that, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. But like, I I think that she's jealous of how my life has ended up because oh my god this is like getting so deep and I wasn't even anticipating this and I've had zero glasses of wine I have a boba tea right here I'm gonna take one sip mm. so I think my mom is jealous that I have a life where I can do what I want. I'm not married. I don't have children. I don't have to answer to anyone. I live alone. I'm independent. I have a career. I mean, some semblance of a career. I've been able to pursue the things I've wanted to do. And my mom, she never, she never got those chances. Like, there were certain things that happened to her when she was young that prevented those things. Like, she had my brother. I have an older half-brother. And she had him when she was... Mm, let me see. 19? No, she was 18 when she had him. Um, I can't even imagine that. But that was, like, so common. You know, to, like, just have a kid when you're 17, 18, 19, maybe even younger. Um, and she was in college and taking care of him. And she told me that she had to, at some point, she dropped out of college because uh, my brother needed some sort of some sort of operation, like, for his ears. Like, he was going deaf and he needed, I don't know. Um, but she, like, never went back to finish school. I know that. When when she got pregnant with me, she did have a good job. She was working at a, a brokerage firm in New York. And um, she quit that job to stay at home and raise me. Oh, and I think about that a lot. I think about that a lot because I couldn't do that. I wouldn't give up my career just, what, to, like, stay at home with a child. That's just not... I mean, especially in 2022 where things are so fucking expensive. I don't even want to talk about inflation on this pod because it's too much. What's inflation right now? 7%? Or is it, like, 9%? I have no idea. It's bad. But, um... I couldn't imagine doing that. I mean, now you need a double income to survive. But she basically sacrificed her entire professional life, her dreams, her aspirations, um, her independence for me and my sister and my brother. Um, and that's fucking wild to me. And it, it, it saddens me in a lot of ways because, I don't know, I feel guilty for having a lot of opportunities um, that she never did. 
And I feel bad because when my father eventually did leave, which was, you know, obviously a blessing in disguise, you know, she was not doing well financially. She needed help. Um, She's just never had an easy life. And I feel guilty about that. But at the same time, she's also like actively shamed me for those things like she's actively been like heather will you know what do you know you're just you're just like a rich bitch and you go to europe and you gallivant around europe i'm like gallivant i gallivant around europe i mean i stayed at a a hostel in belgium that cost like 30 euros (laughs) i don't know if i would call that gallivanting That's called slumming it, you know. (sighs) I don't know. I've always been the black sheep in my family where people were like, you're so weird. Where did you come from? My mom actually like said to me when she was like, when is the mothership coming to get you? Um, Which is very interesting because, you know, Aquarius, I'm an Aquarius. It's associated with like, alien-like behavior, being otherworldly, like not of this world. And (laughs) she has implied that I'm not of this world. And in another way, I feel like I'm older than my mom spiritually. Um, Again, I don't want this to get too deep or too out there, but um, in some way I think I I might be spiritually older than her. And in some way, I feel like I was meant to take care of her. And part of the thing I'm struggling with right now is that it doesn't seem like I'll be able to take care of her the way I wanted. Like, I wanted to buy her, you know, a townhouse or a condo. I bought her a car years ago, um, which is something I'm proud of doing or being able to do. Um, you know, I'm able to help her with some of her bills right now. I, I pay for her cell phone. You know, I, I feel like that's the least I can do for her. Um, cause I don't like that she's struggling right now. Oh, it's very upsetting. And you don't think about you know, seeing one of your parents who took care of you for so long and you were reliant on them for decades and now they're reliant on you. The shift in that is, like, so strange. Um, yeah. So here I am resisting the urge to drink. I do have a bottle of rosé in my fridge, courtesy of Brendan Cooney. He gave it to me for my birthday. Um, would I like to drink it? Yeah, but I'm not going to because I have willpower and (laughs) self-respect. It's not that deep. I'm just like, I'm trying to not drink until the end of May because I'm going to Hawaii for a wedding and I'm in the wedding and I would like to slim down for Hawaii and be able to go to the beach and, um wear a nice swimsuit. I think it's already working. I feel, I feel better. 
I feel like I've maybe lost some LBs. I don't want to, like, trigger anybody if they're, like, if they have any, like, body image stuff or, like, diet stuff that they don't want to talk about. I'm, I try not to trigger anyone. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I think I've talked about, like, body image stuff I've had in the past. Um, where it's taken, like, so many years to get past that stuff. Well, my father, <laughs> again, back to my father, um, he was always, like, critical of my body and my sister's body. And, like, looking back on it, that's, how fucking weird is that? Like, your father, like, commenting on your body. Oh, my God. Like, telling you you're fat, that you need to lose weight. Like, shut up. Like, you're, you're, like, a bad guy. <laughs> you're the worst. And I think he, like, did that stuff because he was, like, angry that he was basically, I don't know, that he was, like, trapped into, like, being a husband and a father where it was clear he didn't want to do that. You know, it feels like there's, like, so many men of that generation who didn't want to be husbands and fathers, but they just, like, did it, right? Because they, like, got someone pregnant or whatever, I don't know. It's like so fucking weird. I mean, if you, if you really don't want to have kids or be married, don't do it, you know, because you're just going to put those kids through so much fucking pain and hell. It's, you know, I've spent thousands of dollars on therapy, on shamans, crystals, candles, um, transcendental meditation, uh, shrooms, you know, I want to go see this therapist that like gives you shrooms or acid I don't know what the hell he does but like you go on you like trip with him or something <laughs> I'm like trying everything you know to to better myself and learn who I am and like correct intergenerational trauma and I don't know it's exhausting like trying to just like better yourself and be a better person and like to to undo like centuries of trauma in your family it's it's horrible so yeah that is where I am um hmm yeah a lot a lot less people get get married these days but I think people still do like try to uh, make relationships work if they get accidentally pregnant. I mean, damn. I, I'm at the point where if I do get, you know, accidentally pregnant, that I could probably take care of the kid by myself. I don't know. What do, what do I know about anything? <laughs> I'm, I'm still living in a studio apartment, um, in LA. Actually, you know what? thinking about it this is this is it's pretty big for a studio nobody has a studio this big I don't think <sighs> you can't see it but I'm looking at it, it looks pretty good <laughs> I did some improvements over the pandemic uh, I have my large bookshelf with my plants on it they're thriving by the way finally I have some plants that are doing well and that's huge because I've killed so many plants you look beautiful up there I'm, I'm talking to the plants. You have to talk to the plant. Otherwise, it's not going to, you know, want to thrive. They have to be encouraged. Like, I should have been encouraged as a young child. And not called, you know, fat and dumb and annoying. Which I internalized, which is why I do stand-up comedy. 
Mm -hmm. Because I need attention. I need positive reinforcement. Because I never had it as a child. We all know that, right? We all know that's why artists become fucking attention whores. Or, I mean, artists are attention (laughs) whores. I mean, most of them. Like, if you're, you know, in comedy or music, I would say, like, those are, like, the top two where people are, like, the most fucked up. And and they're like, yeah, you know, this is all about, like, proving someone wrong or going against the grain or, you know, bullshit like that. And in L.A., like, so many people here are fucked up. They're just, like, you, (laughs) I don't know, like, everybody here is a drunk, Everybody here is an addict. They're mean, selfish, self-absorbed. Don't text back. They don't give a fuck. There's like, um, there was a story here in the news. Well, actually, it's probably on the national news, but like, um, traffic accident deaths in Los Angeles are like higher than they ever were like pre-pandemic and it's because during the pandemic like people just started like speeding like crazy on streets and now more people like die on the road or like in pedestrian accidents in LA than ever and they're actually like thinking about they want to lower the speed limit on city streets in LA by five miles per hour that's actually a thing that they're talking about because so many people are being hit and killed by cars. It's unbelievable. My point is, is that selfish people do stuff like that. You know, they, you know, they drive drunk, they blow through stop signs, they don't obey pedestrian crosswalks. It's like scary to even be a pedestrian anywhere in LA. Like I almost got hit by a woman. I was literally, I was walking in the crosswalk. I had the little you know, the man was lit up telling me to walk and I was walking across the street and this woman and a freaking, I don't know what the hell she had, an Audi or a BMW, like one of those small SUVs. And she like literally almost fucking hit me. It was crazy. It, and that's in, that's obeying traffic laws. I was obeying traffic laws and I almost perished. What the fuck is that about? Oh, I'm not saying that I'm pro Eric Garcetti because I'm not, but that is one thing he's thinking about. So, yeah. Oh, smooth transition. Have you seen any films lately? <laughs> yes, I have. Yes, I have. Let's see. Uh, what did I say? I saw The Worst Person in the World. It's Norwegian. Norway looks really clean. I can say that about Norway. Norway seems clean. I would like to go there one day. Um, it's a movie about a woman who is, I think she's like in her, in her early twenties when the movie starts and she's like aimless, doesn't know what to do with her life. You know, she like has these like different ideas for careers, but doesn't know where to start. She's dating some older guy, blah, blah, blah. It's basically just about like (coughs) coming of age and, figuring out who you are and learning about love and relationships and stuff like that. Um, highly recommend 10 out of 10. The other movie I saw the other day, also foreign from Finland. It's called compartment number six. And it's about a woman, a Finnish woman 
who is studying archaeology or no anthropology one of those <laughs> and she's traveling from moscow to a part of russia called muromansk uh current events huh huh guys russia <laughs> war violence okay um yeah what a world um <laughs> so she's traveling from moscow to muromansk to see these petroglyphs they're like you know like drawings on rocks up in russia and it's mostly taking place on the train and there's a guy in her compartment on the train hence compartment number six <laughs> and it's this russian guy who's like i mean obviously he's a drunk <laughs> right like every stereotype just like rude uncouth like he asks her if he if she's like on the train to sell her pussy <laughs> I laughed at that. Nobody else in the theater laughed. I guess I'm sick, right? You know, whatever. There was this, like, old couple sitting in front of me. They, I don't know if they knew what was going on, but he's like, are you here to sell your cunt? And that's what the subtitle said. The subtitle said, are you selling your cunt? Which I think is pretty funny. You know, it's not often that you can see the word cunt just, like, spelled out on on screen i love that that you know i love foreign films anybody who says that they don't want to read subtitles or they like can't do it like you don't need to be in my life you know this is what i want to do i want to consume foreign media because it's better okay i'm not trying to like pull a marty scorsese even though i agree with everything he says you know, he's just like, well, Marvel isn't cinema. It's not. It's not cinema. Okay? You know what's cinema? Compartment number six. That's cinema. That's cinema. Okay? Not every movie has to be about, like, freaking fictional, <laughs> like, superheroes and, like, stupid, like, supervillains. Like, the only character I ever agreed with in, in any of the Marvel movies was Thanos. Like, I, like, he was right. Like, the world, like, the whole universe in the world, like, should be taken out because people are so dumb. Um, so he was right. You know, he was right. Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember what happened in the stupid Avengers Endgame movie. Like, Iron Man died. I have no idea what happened. That's how that's how not memorable it was. Do I remember what happened in compartment number six? Yeah, I do. Because it was raw fucking humanity. No Thanos, no CGI, no bullshit sets made of IKEA furniture. I don't know. Marvel movies are so weird because like the budget is huge, but then like there's like parts of it that seem so fucking cheap. I don't even know how to describe it. Like, the set design is, like, bad? I get Maybe they do that on purpose. Do they, like, in the budget of those movies, like, let's say the budget for one of those movies is $350 million. Are the actors' salaries built into that? Can somebody write into the pod and let me know? Because I'm not sure about that. Um, I'm in show business, but I don't know that part of it. <laughs> I have no idea. But, you know, I am going to see the new um, Doctor Strange movie because I do like, you know, uh, what's-his-face? The guy who who everyone makes fun of his name, Benedict Cumberbatch. They're like, 
oh, um, Benedictal, uh, cookie blot or whatever the fuck. And, (laughs) um, Dr. Strange is actually pretty good. And also, speaking of Benedict Cumberbatch, I watched The Power of the Dog on Netflix. And at first I was like, that movie is horrible. And then I like thought about it more and I was like, oh, actually that's one of the best movies ever made. (laughs) I think it was really good. And Benedict Cumberbatch was really good in it. He's interesting. He's so British. Like, I I don't want to give any spoilers of that movie, but there's some, uh, there's some repression happening. There's some repression. And his performance was pretty, pretty good. Um, oh, I didn't rate compartment number six. Yeah, so I'd say like seven out of ten because, I don't know, it just didn't go as like deep or meaningful for me, obviously, I don't want to, I can't give away a spoiler, but let's just say that the Finnish woman and the Russian man bond quite a bit. Um, and then, okay, Power of the Dog, what do I think? Um, I mean, I think somebody needs to win an Oscar. I think a few of them are nominated. I think Benedict is and Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst, I know are for sure. They're married. Um... I know a lot of people don't know that, but it's true. It's true. Uh, let me see. I give that movie 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. Very good. Very quiet, unassuming. A slow burn, as they say. See, I like I like slow things. Um, That's why I like going to the movies, because it's really the only time you get, like, prolonged quiet in the dark and you can just watch a movie that's important in in today's world where everything is just not quiet you know so speaking of not quiet somebody was yelling outside on the street tonight what else is new post-pandemic los angeles is horrible (laughs) so don't come here it's not the same if you do come here bring a weapon that's all i have to say you know what else can I do I've t- I've talked for 34 minutes that's enough I did a show last week so I don't have any shows to plug right now I think I'll be doing Chatterbox soon <sighs> or so I've been told by somebody who is involved with Chatterbox <laughs> so yeah nothing much else to say follow me on the socials on Twitter and Instagram at Heather, and on TikTok. I hate that I'm saying that. Please don't criticize me at Unruly Merly. Okay. Have a good night. Bye. Yeah, in the sky